next we're going to talk about free agency. Um, so just to go over the top seven teams in terms of cap space, uh, this is based on what most experts believe teams will do with retaining players or taking player options and who to let go. Um, Hawks, 51 million. Knicks, 46 million. Pistons, 32 million. Hornets, 28. Heat, 26.5. Suns, 25. Pelicans, 17. So first glance, the top four teams in terms of cap space are non-playoff Eastern Conference teams. Um, The Heat, who are trying to make a run for Giannis in the next postseason or the next offseason. Um, the Suns, who are, have been trying to make the playoffs for a while and, and have some talented pieces, um, and, then the Pelican, and then the Pelicans, but I don't think the Pelicans are um, going to invest $17 million in a player right now. Um, but So we're just going to go through the top nine, uh-huh. nine or ten uh, free agents. So I guess we'll start at the top. We have Anthony Davis. Um, so he does have a player option that he can't accept. Um, I do not think he takes that. Um, but I think especially if the playoffs don't happen, I think AD wants to see what happens in the playoffs playing with LeBron. But I don't think he's confident in how long LeBron is staying there long-term and the Lakers' ability to build around him after. I think he re-signs. Okay. Kawhi ish Clippers deal. Something along the lines of two years plus one. But I don't think there's any chance he goes anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh I I think he's going back yeah, to LA regardless. Um you're probably you're probably right. I think he'll sign a one plus one because I think that maximizes his money. And I I think that's sort of just a new thing that big NBA free agents are doing because it gives them leverage every single year over their teams. But I think the reason why we saw him push so hard to get to LA was not only to compete for a title, but I think he wants to be the face of that franchise after LeBron. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Something that we should probably discuss here, like, or at least touch on really quick is the, um, the kind of effect that everything that's happening is going to have on, um, on this free agent class. The NBA's revenues are going to be severely down over this year and probably next as uh, like we're like we're not we're likely not going to have a vaccine until January at the absolute earliest. So these social distancing measures, which are preventing stadiums from being packed, are going to be in place for a long time here. And that that works in conjunction with the kind of uh, China controversy, which happened with Daryl Morey and the comments that he made limiting the Chinese uh, viewership of the NBA. I think we're going to see a contraction in the sorts of contracts that teams are going to be able to give out. And I'm not really sure how players are going to be, able, are going to be taking that and the, and how the players association is going to be taking that. Like is Anthony Davis really going to be willing to take like a $32 million supermax when Steph Curry a few years ago got a $40 million or like last year got a $40 million supermax. Like I'm not sure how that dynamic is going to work. And I honestly, I'm, I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see Anthony Davis take the player option that he's that's been presented to him, just based on the fact that it might be more money, and then just kind of go from there. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think of that, but the salary cap, like, is yeah, probably going to go down, like, un- unquestionably going to go down. Um, I guess it depends on what sort of damage mitigation that 
the NBA can do in terms of that. But yeah, it's they're undoubtedly losing revenue, and there's nothing they can really do about it. Um, you, but at the same time, you say, uh, is Anthony Davis really going to be okay with accepting a what? What would you say, thirty million dollars um, supermax? See, I don't even know. I'm I'm not really sure how the NBA's revenue breaks down in terms of uh like stadium seats sold versus TV deals versus merch versus whatever else. So it's so I mean in projecting that kind of like quantitative downturn that's kind of tough. But yeah, I mean like yeah, but anyway, besides that's the the number is besides the point. Um, my my, my point that I was going to make is like, mm-hmm. what other option does he have? If that's what the supermax is, what's he going to say? No, I and guess, then take yeah, less right money somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's that's going to be something that's really interesting to watch play out with this whole coronavirus situation in regards to the NBA and it's free I guess agents. the most interesting impact they would have. Um, I'm assuming that NBA contracts are kind of written nominally and not with regards to the cap itself. So like if you have a guy like Steph Curry making $40 million on your roster and you see a significant contraction in the salary cap itself, like how limited are the Warriors going to be in the moves and the moves that they can make in upcoming years just by that. Likewise with the Wizards who we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, I mean that that really could <laughs> wind up being a detriment to them in the long run when yeah. when they never could have seen that yeah. coming at the time of signing the contract. Yeah, we haven't I don't think we've seen at least in modern history oh, no. what a uh, scenario like that what the results of it are. Um but we do all have Lakers sure. re-signing AD or AD taking a player option. Um so next um I can easily say I do mm. not have a definitive answer on this player, DeMar DeRozan. Um, so I, I have multiple teams, multiple notes. So I'll just go through them all. Um, I think Demar. First off, I think Demar wants to win, but I don't think he wants to be underpaid. So I think he'll take a meeting with the Miami Heat, but Pat Riley will not offer him a lot of money at all. The, I don't think the Heat. The Heat only have twenty six, an estimated twenty six million in cap. So they're not, and they're they're going after Giannis next season. I think they'll they'll take a meeting with him and pitch short-term, low money. Um, Spurs, I, I don't think the Spurs want to build around him. I could see them offering that. I could see them offering him a one plus one and try and trade him and try and get some assets back. Um, I could, the, the, he's going to take a meeting with the Knicks or at least the Knicks are going to try taking a meeting with him mm. because they're the only big market other than the Heat with cap space. Although, I mean, the, the Mar just seems like a guy who'd take a five-year max with the Knicks. Um, or yeah, the, and honestly, I should say the Knicks would end up signing as their get that money. Agent. Um, mm. Yeah, secure the bag, my um, guy. And like we just mentioned, we don't know what the cap ram- ramifications going to be. And right now, the Knicks have cap space. And if you have a team offering a, f- mm-hmm. a four-year max, well, I mean, why not? We don't know. I mean, but I personally think Demar's trying to win. Um, it's just unfortunate that other than the Heat, um, I don't think the Hawks are going to sign Demar Derozan. Other than the Heat, there's real. And the Hornets aren't, or the I should say the Pelicans. The Pelicans don't have enough money, and I don't see them signing him either. There really is no free agency path in terms of signing a deal um, that really fits with him. I could definitely see a sign him being a signed and trade candidate, or a signed and wait halfway through the season trade candidate, possible sign trade. I've heard the Orlando Magic have been trying to get uh-huh. a bona fide number one scorer. Um, uh, the Lakers mm. are in every rumor for a third star, so I listed them. 
is. Yeah, he's I from believe tomorrow. I believe tomorrow's from Southern California. Yeah, he is. Um, so I mean, you always got to consider the Lakers and stuff like that. I have absolutely no idea. If you told me I had to put money on it, I would put. I I put it on the Knicks. Um. Because they're the only team I can see who have the cap space who would also want him. Uh, hmm. I'm not happy with my, my pick at all. Uh, I'll let you guys take over. So I think this goes either one of two ways. Um, if I had to put money on something, uh-huh. I think he takes his player option. Um, if I'm seeing this correctly, his player option is at like 28-ish, 28 mil. And I don't think any team is going to be offering him that kind of money. But on the flip side, and this is he, he's 31. Um, so this is yeah. kind of his last opportunity to secure one more long-term contract. So if a team like the Knicks decides that they want to throw their money at DeMar DeRozan for a four-year max contract, I think he would absolutely take that. The question is whether the Knicks would be stupid don't, enough don't to do that. The and I think, yes. I think we think, yes. I think we all <laughs> think that they are stupid enough to do that. But I, it's just a matter of if. Um, just, just to go quickly off topic here, I think this free agency, oh yeah, could end up being absolutely disastrous for the <laughs> Knicks. They have the most money other than the Hawks not a lot of players to give out. <laughs> where th- there's no other competitors and there's mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of other than Anthony Davis there's a bunch of B plus guys. I mean you could see scenario where the next go, okay, DeMar DeRozan and Gordon Hayward, get over here. We'll talk about Gordon Hayward later later. But I I, I, I definitely see scenario where the next are like, all right, well we we did the we had some good ideas last year about only signing guys to one year deals. Now we own all the money. Let's let's take control of this market, which is by far one of the worst free agencies in a while. Um, now maybe maybe they'll have a second year in a row of being smart. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not seen that pretty much since we've been born. Uh, but I, th- I I think there is a path where Knicks fans are excited for about two months when they're competing for a sixth seed, and then it's just there's no hope in sight for another four years kind of towards the end of the mellow Amari My question for era, you two here is right now is DeMar DeRozan somebody who could be on a team that would be described as being better than the sum of its parts? Is he the kind of person, is he is he the kind of basketball player who could facilitate that? Um, I can, I I, uh, I, th- I I think for the majority no, I think I think there. I'm is thinking of the Magic specifically. Like to me, that is the nothing... destination for him. Where if he were, to, where like he might be able to be plugged in next to Markel Fultz and Vooch and Aaron Gordon, and just kind of bring something that that team has been missing and make it into something that has, yeah. Like to, a, to me, that is probably the best yeah. basketball situation for him moving back east. He yeah. he just has. He has awful options this so, offseason. I think that's why it's so At tough. the same time, though, at the same time, though, if he were to sort of be that um, greater than the sum of its parts player, wouldn't the Spurs be like the ideal location? With their current for roster him to construction, do it? no. Like, 
I, I agree. I agree. If organizationally, it's yes, organizationally, roster construction, no. I don't like the Spurs roster. Oh, me neither. But historically, that that's San Antonio sort of been that. Yeah, that it's, type it's just hard place. for me to look at it right now and say that with the roster that they have in place, that it's really feasible. Like him and LMA, just kind of don't like their styles are clashing. Fair They're enough. both mid range guys. Greg Popovich can't like won't make them take threes. Like, <laughs> well, Lamar has actually was, started taking threes. To his he just kind of started doing it. Like Greg Popovich. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there was there was reports that yeah, yeah, like that was a completely yeah. his decision, and uh, they want more which is like mid range post up, which is why he wanted to do his own thing. Which is why See, I think I, that he, his best basketball option is probably at this point to go to Orlando feasibly, whereas the best option for him as a person might be to take the player option, kind of try to ball out next season and then go for one big contract with whoever has cap space next year, assuming that there's a cap next year or an NBA next year. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think DeMar DeRozan is a player that um, sort of general NBA fans or normie NBA fans for lack of a better term, lack of a better term. Um, view a lot higher or value a lot higher than MBAs yeah, and MBA executives do. Um, I don't think he'll see anywhere close to thirty million again in his career for the rest of his career. Um, I don't think any contending team will be that interested in bringing in Demar Derozan mm-hmm. for any sort of real money. Um, well, there's only there, first off, there's only three teams with over thirty million caps. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just talking in a vacuum. in a vacuum. Not not yeah. given the cap. True. Yeah, uh, true. Ramifications or cap availability in this yeah. specific off season. But just saying, I I think Demar Derozan. I think he sort of still has that star power to his name. But among league opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think he's viewed that way at all. All right. So as so, case in point for Demar Derozan. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Liam, if you had to pick, if you had to pick a team, I think he's taking his player on. option. I don't think he's getting anywhere close to thirty playoffs. mil. Yeah. All right. Uh, next on our list is Andre Drummond. Uh, I I think he's pretty much forced in taking his player option or doing a one plus one. All teams with cap space have franchise big man. Hawks have Capella, or I shouldn't say franchise big man in some cases, but they have their, their big man they would want to roll with. The future Hawks have Capella. Knicks have Mitchell Robinson. Pistons just got rid of him. Hornets, uh, I mean, Hornets aren't signing him. The Heat have Bam. The Suns have Aiton. The Pelicans, uh, they have, uh, what's that? That rookie. Uh, who am I trying to I'm sorry, what of? team? They went with this for the Pelicans. Uh, Jackson Hayes. Jackson, I think they like Jackson Hayes. They're also not signing Andre Drummond. He's not a good fit there. Mm. Um, he's he's staying in Cleveland. Uh, Andre Drummond is actually someone that I could see the Knicks throwing big money at, and I think he would be very tempted to take that big money if he were offered it. Uh, I mean, like I mentioned, I said this offseason could be disastrous for the Knicks. Uh, I mean, they <laughs> they overloaded on power forwards last offseason. Maybe they. <laughs> sign a few centers. Uh, 
I mean, anything's possible with the Knicks. You always have to consider the Knicks. I mean, they've they've I been relu- like I like Mitchell Robinson, but they've been reluctant to give him real consistent minutes for a while. So I don't know how they view him internally. Um, yeah. So I, I I could totally see Andre Drummond getting offered a max. He's only twenty seven. Um, he rebounds at an elite level, although you could argue that they're empty rebounds. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think someone like the Knicks could throw money at him. So do you do you think the Knicks would be the most likely, or are you just saying he could? Um, uh, most likely I'd say he's probably taking his player option. But outside of so that, as, I think as your resident Knicks. Cavs fan, um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Really, just my take on this is the reports coming out of Cleveland are that he actually genuinely enjoys playing in Cleveland. He likes the Midwest. He kind of likes the small city vibe more so than uh, other options that would lead him to a place like LA or New York, like other players tend to desire. And his player option is for $29 million. Mm. And even though he rebounds a lot, it's hard for me to look at a player like Andre Drummond, who's pretty inefficient otherwise and say that he's going to get $29 million from anyone else if he were to test the open market. And for those reasons, I think he's just taking the uh, player option instead. True. Or are there also reports that um, – I don't know if they got so far as to be in talks, but weren't there reports that yes. the Cavs were yeah. interested in extending him? And that he, I also yeah. think there were reports that he yeah, could absolutely. be interested in extending there. That's an option. So maybe, maybe that is – the ultimate winner. Alex, as as a Cavs fan, do you want Drummond to return? Do you want him to return? Assuming Kevin Love gets moved, do you want to see him with Love, um, young honestly, wings and like, guards outside of whoever they draft with whatever hopefully high pick they get? Even though this is a horrible draft, but discussion for another time. Um, I I kind of hope this roster construction just stays mostly the same. I think the young guys just need time to develop. I don't think they're doing better than Andre Drummond, and I don't think he's a like necessarily getting them a bunch of wins that would hinder their chances of getting a high pick in the future. And like, he's like, they're not, they're not making the playoffs. And with the recent lottery restructure, I think there's less disincentive to, for a team like the Cavs to have someone like Andre Drummond who might win you three ga- three more games over the course of a season than you would otherwise win. So I, I kind of wanted to see them stay, like stay put as sure. much as possible. Next up, we have Pascal Siakam. Uh, this is a, yeah. an easy max resign. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have much he, more to say on that. Unless do you guys have anything else to chime in? Is he a team what? option or is he a player option? Or is he just a straight? Or no, he's an RFA, right? Yeah, he's getting mad. Yeah, he's yeah, he's getting mad. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next, we'll go to Danilo Gallinari. Um, I think at this point in Danilo's career, I think he wants to contend. Um, I think he would give up a higher salary at this point. Um, the Heat tried trading for him earlier in the season. Um, I'm going – I think he goes to the Heat um, on around somewhere, three-year mm-hmm. deal, maybe $60 million. Um, I think the Heat's goal um, going into the offseason of Giannis is to have – Butler, who's already locked up, Bam, who will be max extended or at least close to it, still have Tyler Hero on his rookie deal, and have a elite shooter who can get twenty points per game. I think I think the Heat's plan, I think Daniel Gallinari perfectly fits that role to where he they would have those four players, 
They could probably resign Drogic on a low-term deal. I think Nunn's probably gone. I think they trade Nunn. I don't think they're going to give him the money he wants. Um, Duncan Robinson's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Um, I think th- so. I think the Heat will want to go into the meeting with Giannis, saying, "Hey, we have Tyler Hero, who's a great rookie. We have, or at this point, is a great rookie. Would be a, th- a second-year player at that time. We have an All-Star center. We have an All-Star." two guard who's a perfect second man and we have an elite shooter at the four i think that's the heat's plan i think danilo got uh definitely fits that role so I, i'm i'm pretty confident uh in picking that he goes i don't know i don't have strong danilo gallinari takes i i used to love him he had he has a bunch of injury problems historically i don't know um i that the avenue that you're describing is definitely something that's possible but would it I think he's shaky enough as a defender that, that the Heat might stray away from that avenue and try to kind of develop someone like a Duncan Robinson who has at least somewhat more potential as a defender going forward. Or more more potential to develop as a defender going forward than would someone like Danilo Gallinari. I think that feels like a more realistic avenue and you open up more cap space to kind of either trade for a uh, – like take on cap space and trade for a draft pick and try to get some more young talent in or just something along those lines to maintain more flexibility going into the Giannis pursuit? Um, I think Danilo to the Heat is interesting. I definitely think that could play itself out. Um, I, I agree with your analysis that at this point in his career, I do think he wants to get paid. Or not get paid. I think he wants to win, not necessarily secure a bag. Um, he, he's sort of already had some big contracts throughout his uh, career. I could honestly, I think any contender could, could make a run at Danilo Gallinari. And I don't even think he necessarily needs to be offered the three years, 60 million that he would be willing to offer. I could see anyone from the Lakers to the Bucks to the Clippers making minimum offers to him. And I, Honestly, think he would consider it at this mm. point in his career. Honestly, I had not thought about that. And I think any contender would benefit from having Daniel Gallinari on their team. He's been really freaking good this year. He's average. He's playing thirty minutes a game. He's averaging nineteen points, six rebounds. Um, he, he's just a great contributor. He he's big. He can stretch the floor. Um, he is a bit of a liability defensively, but I think there's a reason that he always comes up in trade chatter around deadlines. And it's because I think he can help any uh, competing team. Do you guys have a leading – if you guys had to pick a team, uh, who would you guys pick he goes to? Hmm. The Pelicans. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. They do, they do have $17 million in cap space, so they could pay him a little bit. That's not a bad – that is a good fit too. I do like that. Um <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, I think the I think you make a, com- a compelling argument for the Heat, especially since they can offer him more money than anyone else and sort of fit the bill as a competing team. So I guess I'll I'll, I'll say the Heat. All right. Uh, next up, we have Montrez Harrell. Um, is he restricted? I'm not sure. Mm, Off the top of my head. See, let me see. Oh, there's a search on the contract. That's annoying. 
I believe he is. But I just want to make sure before I give my prediction. Because I think my prediction is based off... Uh, I guess it's not really too based off of that. So, no, he is an unrestricted free agent going... He's just, he's yeah, just unrestricted. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think that affects my argument too much. Um, mm-hmm. I personally think that the Clippers are just all in at this point for the next three years. Um, I know there was no, – they, they're going to offer him the money either to either A, because they're all in, or B, to try and trade him. Um, there were reports of him not being interested in being with the team or wanting a bigger role. Um, but there's just mm-hmm. uh, – there's it's just an awful market. Um, I think I think it's just a uh, maybe not a max, but definitely max in term of years, um, and a high pay. I think it just returns to the Clippers. Um, well, if you remember, if I'm remembering this correctly, there were rumblings around the trade deadline yeah. that he was going to be traded this season, and it was because the Clippers either would not or could not sign him to the contract that, uh, he would be wanting. Um, I'm looking at the money he's made over his career and the highest his salary has ever been in a given year is $6 million. And that's the contract that he's on right now. Um, I think Montrez Harrell, wow, he's I think Montrez Harrell wants a bag and I think he will get a bag on the market. Uh, From who? That's a more interesting question. Um, I could see it is. It's another Knicks opportunity. Of course, you always have to throw the Knicks in, in these decisions. Um, I think the Hornets could make some sense. Uh, what is the situation with Aaron Baines on the Suns? Apparently, there's a good chance he gets paid by the Suns. He's been. Uh, the report that I read, I mean, this is going back over a month ago. The report I read, it didn't specify which team, but that it was just the expectation throughout the league. Okay. Well, if, if they lose, um, if they lose Aaron Baines, I could see the Suns being a a landing spot for Montreal. Yeah, it's definitely within the realm of possibilities here. I think he can either play alongside uh, DeAndre Ayton or sort of fill that six-man backup role that he's been filling with the Clippers, except he <laughs> would be getting paid. <laughs> um, and I don't think – maybe I'm – maybe you guys don't agree with me on this, but I don't think the Suns are that far off. I, I think I like the pieces it's that the Suns the, have put they're, together. They're just development questions oh, I, no, is I what like it will come down to. The Suns have too. Of course, yes. It, and it's heavily relying on the uh, DeAndre Ayton taking that next step. I, w- I would completely understand the Suns taking a risk on uh-huh. a max contract for Montrez Harrell. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go with the Suns as my landing spot for Montrez Harrell. Alright, uh, so next we have Gordon Hayward. Uh, so from Gordon Hayward's perspective, I think he would want to resign with the Celtics. I'm not necessarily sure if the Celtics want to re-sign him. I believe he's a player uh, option, though. Does, uh, does I'm not sure if he would take the player option either because I think he wants to prove that he could be that guy again because he's not going to be even close to a, a third option on that team anytime soon. 
Um, I, I just think he – I don't think money is going to be too big of an issue for him, but I think he – I don't think the Celtics want him to return, and I think he wants to try and go back to seeing if he can be an all-star status player. So I think, I think a team that wants a veteran presence and has the money – uh, I think he's going to – I have Knicks or Hornets because I think they'd be willing to let him try and be the number one option, and they they have some young pieces that could use a veteran presence. Honestly, I don't know what will happen, and obviously that my prediction is based on the Celtics not wanting back. Um, I think he – Yeah, think I don't know what to make of that situation. Though, I, I wish I just had a better sense of the type of person that Gordon Hayward is if he has that kind of ego as a basketball player. But my perception of him is just kind of as this, like, like he's the be- he's the NBA player who plays League of Legends, and like he like he has like a pretty wife, and like got really humbled by the whole uh, leg injury after coming into Boston on this big contract and being courted all over the place, and 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 really his performance hasn't been there, and I'm not sure that he's gonna get a big contract like that or be put into a position by a team or promised a position by a team where he's gonna be like the guy. So Boston might just be his best option. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So I think oh, it's thirty-five million. Okay, yeah, I was not aware the player option is thirty-five million. Um, that changes. That, that yeah, that completely changed my <laughs> answer right there. Um, I wa- Yeah, that's thirty-five million. Mm-hmm. We're about to see a, a severe down spike in the cap. Uh, and like we said, this isn't the best market, so he could always test the market the next season in terms sure. of trying to if, – if he wants to be – try and be the guy again. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. aware it was $35 million. He's That's a yep, player option. This is pretty right easy there. for me. <laughs> I think he's definitely taking this player option. Um, I sort of agree with the sentiment that I'm not sure any team would be willing to max him out. Um, and I think him alone, given his performance and his dealing with injuries over the past couple of years – um, I think he would just take yeah. the security of $35 million and hope to prove himself next year and be able to earn a max contract after he becomes an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming year. All right, so last of our free agent, top free agent list, we have Jalen Brown. Uh, I don't think the Celtics are, would be too confident going forward with a trio of Tatum, Kemba, and... Uh, Brown, especially when Giannis free agency is coming up. Uh, I think this is, we mentioned the Suns earlier. I think the Suns are a a good fit for him to play the three next to Devin Booker. I think the Suns pay him a lot of money, maybe not the full max, but I think the Sun or the Celtics would be reluctant to, uh, to match that. I don't think, I think they, I think with a three, a big three of those players, I don't think the Celtics are too keen on, the ceiling of that team. So I think I think the Suns offer him, and I don't think the Celtics match it. Uh, uh, for me, I, I think Jalen Brown is getting match. Any offer that gets thrown at him. Um, they have had plenty of opportunities to trade him into a superstar. Um, they passed on the opportunity to include him in a trade for Kawhi Leonard. They passed him – they passed on an opportunity to include him in a trade – for Anthony Davis. And of course there are other factors that play into those decisions, but I really think that their long-term plan is to build around uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I think 
They want those two to be the absolute cornerstones of their franchise. And based on all the reporting that I've heard and read from inside Boston, um, that pretty much confirms that. They, they view Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as their, their two main pieces moving forward. Yeah, I have no uh, reputation there. No. All right, so I think we'll, we'll we'll save talking about potential trade candidates over the summer for the next time you guys make an appearance. But I do want to talk about Bradley Beal. I think he's head above shoulders the the potential trade candidates uh, among the the players mentioned over the summer, um, uh-huh. and he's been in a bunch of rumors. Uh, as much as I want to believe John Wall in his recent Instagram post saying he's going to be the best version of himself when he comes back, uh, even if that's true, I don't see the Wizards and going the very record, far. It's not happening. Yeah. Um. There was there was talks. I believe Beal's under contract for two. Is he, how is it? Two more years? Three? Let me see if I can pull up his contract. Um. Honestly, it, I I think the market. I think he'll request. I think he'll just outright request a trade this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to be the general I consensus. I don't think he gets traded this offseason. He has one full year left. Didn't he extend? Uh, no. Um, he expires after the 2020-2021 season. Okay, so he has a one year. I, th- I think he gets traded halfway through the year next year. Um, I think the candidates for that trade... Um, are the Knicks, the Heat, the Heat have been linked to him a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The Lakers, I think him as the third star. The Lakers is an amazing fit. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Bucks uh, don't do well in the playoffs this Ooh. year, looking to mix it up, I think he's an amazing fit for the Bucks. Ooh, um, I like that a lot. Um, the Magic have been looking for a bona fide wing scorer. Although I don't, I think if Beal was told he was going to the Magic uh, or the Knicks, like I mentioned, I don't think he'd be a happy camper. Um, and he'd probably tell the he'd probably leak out that he wouldn't resign with them to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thun- the Thunder just because the Thunder have the assets to trade for anyone right now. So I get I guess in all actuality the trade partners would be the Heat, Lakers, Bucks, and Thunder. And if the and like I mentioned, if the Bucks don't win, oh man, I love. I don't know how feasible it is, but I love him on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, as you were listing off those potential trade candidates for Bradley Beal, what are they offering the Wizards for Bradley Beal outside of the Thunder? Well, they'd have to take John Wall's contract, which is also why I considered the Knicks. Mm. I think willing to take John Wall's contract off his hands. So uh, uh, let's go over those 16 Knicks. They could give back Mitchell Robinson picks and take on John Wall's contract. The Heat do have some contracts to give back to where they could take on John Wall's contract. They could give back none. They could give back Duncan Robinson. I don't think they'd give both. Eh, maybe. Lakers. Lakers what, Lakers is a scenario where Beal's like, I only want to go to the Lakers. I'm only resigned with the Lakers. Trade me now else I'm not playing type mm-hmm. of ordeal. Um, that'd be Kuzma. Yeah, you would have to cause a fit. It'd be Kuzma and cap filler. Bucks. Bucks, have, Bucks would be interesting. I don't know. We're all in agreement that Beal is definitely better than Middleton. Do the are the yes. Bucks willing to give up Middleton? No. I, Probably not. 
if the Bucks lose <laughs> within the first two rounds, or well, they they aren't losing the first round, but if the Bucks lose in the second round or in the conference finals, I think Middleton is on the trade market. Uh, Very definitely possible. I, I don't agree with that. Um, I think Middleton is a perfect fit next to Giannis. Um, I think it fits into their team philosophy of wanting to be long and lengthy. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't see them swapping Middleton. Yeah. Um, I think the, the what potentially could happen would be something around Dante DiVincenzo. That's interesting. Uh, the Magic, they have false. Aaron Gordon, I feel like, needs to change the scenery. Uh, I, I mean, like Aaron v- Gordon. V- Vucevic is good. I mean, they, the Magic could, and if the Magic are willing to take on John Wall's contract, they have the pieces. They just gave back faults for potential. Yeah, I just that, don't know but, what teams are going to be willing to take on and, John Wall's contract term, as part of a Bradley of that, Beal deal. In terms yeah. of the ability to give play, pieces back, the Thunder are head above shoulders everyone else. Assuming, yeah, I the Bucks, think, assuming the Bucks are not willing to give up Middleton. Yeah, I think the I think the Thunder are. So I don't even know if the Thunder will go out and make a trade offer for Bradley Beal, but if they wanted to, they could get him. And for that reason, I would probably list them as the top destination. Um, but I I guess I don't really think it's that likely that Bradley Beal gets traded unless he starts to cause trouble and start rumblings that he wants out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why is that? from the recent reporting that I've seen, um, I it doesn't seem like he's going to do that. And his actions so far hasn't suggested that he's going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read, Bradley Beal is the Wizards owner's all-time favorite player. Um, he absolutely loves him. Uh, I It would be really hard for him to part ways with him unless it was uh, unwillingly, like Bradley Beal mm. forcing his way out, like I said. So I don't know. I, I kind of think Bradley Beal is going to be stuck there unless he forces his way out. I don't think the Wizards will trade him willingly, even if it is the smarter decision for them. Are you that unconvinced that he'll try to make his way out? I wouldn't say I'm convinced, but I'm saying that I haven't seen anything so far that would suggest that he will. Interesting. But that's my take on it. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with him. I I think there's there's not too many teams that can compete with the Thunder's assets. Uh Um, The Thunder has the ability to go out and get whoever the next disgruntled star becomes. The, The problem is whether or not that disgruntled star will want to play in Oklahoma City. Yeah, mm. I think the only chance a team has against competing for Thunder in terms of getting Bradley Beal, if the Thun- I don't, I don't think there's absolutely any scenario where the Thunder would take John Wall's contract. And if let's say the Knicks or the Magic say we'll take back John Wall's contract, I think that puts them in contention. Is there? I, I might. I don't think anyone's taking John Wall's contract. Apparently, the Heat were considering taking John Wall's contract last year if the trade wow. was right. But apparently, the Wizards actually wanted assets back as well, uh-huh. and the Heat were like, uh, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, uh, you wish." Um, but there was there was a million Heat free agency reports last summer, so who knows how many of them were actually true? But man, I miss John Wall. Um, and who knows? Maybe Beal would just want to see it one more season with Wall. Um. And then hit free agency. 
I'm here for the uh, John Wall redemption arc. I'm oh, all for it. I would, lo- I would love to see him. I just can't convince myself. I, well, I think, I I think he would – I think he could still put up stats. I just don't think the Wizards can be good anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, right, fair well, enough. Yeah, well, that's everything regarding the free agency. And Beal is head above shoulders the best trade candidate for the season. Sure. Um, so this is the end of the first – uh, episode of the One Bucket Podcast. So at the end of every podcast, myself along with whoever I have on will give one interesting fact or take uh, anything basketball related. So I'll start it off. Liam, uh, you want to go ahead? Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. Yeah, but, you start uh, off, Eric. Yeah, I got I'll start off. Uh, so these are the current players who have a finals MVP and gold medal. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry West, Magic Johnson, Hakeem, Wade, Bird, Durant, and JoJo White. All of those players, except one, according to NBA references Hall of Fame odds, are given a 100% chance of being in the Hall of Fame. JoJo White was given 87% chance. He's already in. Another player who has those two is Andre (laughs) Iguodala. Who you. is given a six percent chance of making the Hall of Fame? It's bit, uh, one of the weirdest anomalies I've seen in terms of career accolades. Hmm. Go. You wanna, okay, so um, remember how I referenced earlier the uh, top three man lineup combinations in the NBA per one hundred possessions? Sure do. Do you guys have any guess who the top three man? Uh, combination in the NBA has been this season. My initial thought would be something including Giannis. You would be close. But Ooh. no. What does uh, close mean? Is it the is it the Bucks team but without Giannis? No, it's close as in it's second. Uh, okay. The the number one three man lineup in the NBA this season, minimum three hundred minutes, mm-hmm. is Shea Gilgis Alexander, Chris Paul, and Dennis Schroeder. They outscore their opponents by 26.5 points when those three are on the court. Wow. And to add on to this, this is courtesy of Brandon Rabar on Twitter. Shout out, Brandon. OKC has five of the top 16 best three-man lineups in the league. Schroeder is a part of all five of those lineups, which is a feat matched only by Giannis. Hmm. So Dennis Schroeder equals Giannis. (laughs) All that's, right, Liam's never being that, invited back on the podcast <laughs> ever again. That's the transitive property, folks. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Yeah. All right, All Alex. Right. So to close this off here, um, I have a stat about my favorite team, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, and that is um, out the, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the 2015-16 season – uh, defeated the 73-9 and Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals after the Golden State Warriors went up, <laughs> took a 3-1 series I'm getting lead, led, led by right, Alex is being the first ever unanimous MVP, Stephen Curry. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the One Bucket Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at OneBucketPC.